Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, it's the podcast for the busy gamer and I am Avalanche Michael and joining me as always is a local florist, Adrian. Oh. And lab rat dog, Matt. My tail is on fire. And if you haven't guessed from the title or our clever names for this month, we have been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. And what a beefy boy this was for the month. Uh, what were your final playtimes? Mine was over 30 hours. Yeah, over 30. Uh, you know, I haven't played it in a couple of weeks, so I, but it's like at least 60 could be more. Oof. Oh. Is that two full playthroughs? Yeah, so that's normal mode and then hard mode and all the extra challenges. And but, so not, you... but not... 100%ing, like not getting like every dress or something like that. So so I feel like, uh, is this a game for a busy gamer? It just got answered, didn't it? Uh, yeah, well, straight up, no. No, it's not no. a game for a busy gamer. No, it's gamer. not. It was good that it came during coronavirus, but like basically we've all been in lockdown for most of May. So we had the time to do it, but if it was my normal routine, I don't think it would have been possible. <laughs> Because you're such a busy boy, yeah. Like, there's—I don't think there's any um, saving grace in this in terms of being a a busy game or not. It's just straight up no. You, you're playing thirty hours minimum, and you can do it, but it's not very friendly. And then there are other parts where it's like the majority of the game requires most of your attention. That's what I like about some games, like a game that's for a busy gamer. You do other things. That's why it's like Animal Crossing or Pokemon or anything on the Switch. Game for a busy gamer. You just play that bad boy on the in the passenger seat of the car while you're having a conversation. You're doing so many things at once. Whereas Final Fantasy VII Remake is a movie that if you watch it fully, you still don't understand. <laughs> Which is an interesting take from a... Someone who hadn't played the original, because uh, I understood it. Maybe I've just got 300 IQ, or maybe I already know most of the story. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Because So, for those playing at home, Adrian has played Final Fantasy VII. You've played um, Crisis Core. Oh, yeah, Crisis Core. Uh, Cer- uh, Cerberus. Yeah. Yeah, that's the guy I know. Um, just about everything except, like, the phone game. Doesn't count. That's not real. Oh, but I want to play it. It's about the Turks, and I love the Turks. Which is not also for people who have no idea, like Michael and I. Because, Michael, you hadn't played Final Fantasy VII before, had you? Okay, no, I had I had never played Final Fantasy VII. I know what a cloud is. I know what a Midgar <laughs> is. And I know what a Sephiroth. I know what the name is. I still don't, after 30 hours, know what a Sephiroth really is. No. And I feel like that's a part of, like, it. it's almost like the story is a grind in some ways. And I'm not sure because I don't know if I if it's made for me or it's made for Adrian. Yeah, I feel like it's made for Adrian because I feel like... So I know Cloud and Sephiroth from Kingdom Hearts. Uh, and this game 
is so Kingdom Hearts. A lot of people are like, oh, Kingdom Hearts, it's got such a complicated storyline. you got to play all the games and it's a pre-sequel and all that. Yeah, that Final Fantasy VII Remake kind of contains that because it's doing flippies. And um, so the, f- the flashbacks Cloud has... I didn't realize they were part of the original game until I researched after the fact. I thought that those flashbacks that Cloud was having was flashbacks to the original universe because I assumed it, because I know that it's playing with the idea of fate and destiny and is, but parallel timelines. And I don't have, you know, Hulk and Hawkeye going through it. Like they really spell it out for the audience. But it doesn't happen in this. <laughs> so, so in this universe, the original game and the remake have happened. No, no, no. I don't know. Here's, here's the thing: nobody <laughs> knows. That's the that's the thing. Like, there's there's just a lot of theories based on you know different things in the game. Okay, multiverse okay. is one of them. Like. Yeah, and that's something we can talk about at the end, like about the end, because that, and that's why I really wanted yeah. you guys to get to it, because it's an interesting discussion to have, even as a as a fan and as a non fan like you guys. I just wanted to say, to me, the grind, because I want to talk about the grind, because this is probably going to be a very long episode, and I want to, for the busy gamers who can hear this, uh, hear me just slam it, but then read the description and say it's very good. <laughs> So to me, the difficulty had diminishing returns. I started on normal and I just was not, I felt like it was such an artificial struggle. It wasn't hard. It was tedious. And to me, it was like, oh, it just has a lot of health. Like it's just a long time and it's a war of attrition. And that's great for some people, but it's not great for a busy gamer. I chucked that bad boy on classic if you have no qualms with playing Final Fantasy VII Remake on Classic, it's, it, that is a game for a busy gamer. Otherwise, no. I was thinking about that, like, you know, the the, the whole um, it has a lot of health thing. You, you like Monster Hunter, don't you? You like Dark Souls? I don't like Dark Souls. I like Bloodborne. Because, <laughs> like, I was thinking, I generally don't like the the the, the Japanese style of, like, it has a lot of health and you just got to get it down. But I thought about it more. And I'm like, no, I kind of do, honestly, because things like Monster Hunter exist. And that is literally just a big damage sponge. And you just yeah. have to keep beating it until you beat it. And that's what a lot of this felt like. Um, it definitely was challenging at times, but I never felt uh, like it was overly bad. Oh, at least not on normal, I should say. Well, there's two things for me that made the combat not good. And in hindsight, I, I did want to give it a try, but my hard drive actually corrupted and I just couldn't be bothered installing it again, I'm, to be quite honest. Because that's a grind as well, installing the game. You start with a grind. It left a bad taste in my mouth. No, I did want to try it again because I learnt when you block in Punisher mode, you counter. I had no idea. It didn't tell oh. you that. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, a big help. That would have been amazing. I like. I wanted to do it, and then it was corrupted, and I'm like, oh, never mind. And then another thing is after reading other people talking about the combat and seeing how good it is, and then someone goes like, oh, except dodge is not a dodge. And I play Bloodborne. I love Bloodborne. 
you can dodge through bullets in Bloodborne. When I'm fighting Rude, and he uses a sleep spell with 100% accuracy, and I try to dodge it, and I get full of sleep, I press start, and I go to the options, and I change the difficulty to classic, and I put down the controller, and I make a cup of tea, <laughs> and I come back, and my I have won. And I go, ah, oh, that's good. Ah, <laughs> oh, so... Yeah, it's not an iframe dodge. It's like a movement dodge. Yeah, um, I don't like the, that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's that's preference. And like I said, if I had known that it was not an iframe dodge, and if I had known that like Punisher had a counter, and that was the other thing when you finally got the counter near the end, my battle against Rufus, I feel like I did play Rufus on either easy or classic, but I had unlocked counter at that point. I'm like, I could have taken him on hard. I could have taken him on a new level because counter was so good. And again, if I I would want to do a new game plus, but I don't want to reinstall it. And that's me. That's my talk. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I'll dive into combat sort of later uh, in the episode. But if I can sort of talk about it just sort of briefly here in terms of grind. Uh, I think it's more about the, for me, like battles so, like, boss battles or significant battles against uh, other soldiers or the Turks, uh, they are, like, that is good. Like, that's when the combat system works. But it's still hanging on a lot to its, like, traditional JRPG-ness, and the battles against little mobs are just tedious. Like just like when you're walking soldiers. from like one thing to another, and it's just like a bunch of little little uh, like goblins. Yeah, I found that in normal difficulty, the companions that you're the people that you're not controlling don't really do anything, and that's sort of fine in a big boss battle where you need to like work the field better. But when I'm fighting like easy things and they're just getting their ass kicked. It's like, can you just hold your own for a second against these little guys? Like, they're <laughs> really not that threatening. And they're like, no, you go switch over to me or press R2 or L2. Tell me to do things. Because I'm oh, i sorry I fainted. It's like, what are you but doing, Tifa? That, is that not the side effect of it's like uh, bringing turn-based into? Like, if you play any sort of turn-based game, you know, they don't do anything unless you tell them to. So Yeah, and that's I what think I mean. It's just part it, of the translation across to real time strategy turn base. They're still the, hanging the on mesh it's got. Hanging on to that. And I'm just saying that it works for the for the big set piece battles, but it doesn't always work just when you're kind of running around and you want to move through mobs like quicker because they're not they're not exactly tough. Like they're not challenging like the big bosses. It just then means that I'm in a battle with like a four soldiers, but I've got to make sure to swap around to everyone. And it like, it just makes each encounter longer than it needs to be, which is not good for the grind. Also, side quests are also like a traditional side quest, if we're talking grind here way? as well. In that, I noticed in uh, chapter 14 in particular, you get about like nine side quests. I didn't do them all. It's nice that you don't have to do them. Um, but they involved a lot of like backtracking and running through the same environments as before. 
it like it really took you to like a new part of the map. It was just like, oh, can you go back into the junkyard where you've already been like twice? There's now a chocobo <laughs> there that you have to find. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll go back. And I'm like, okay, it's the same. It's like the same mobs again. Some of the side quests are like cool. Like I like the ones involving uh, the children going like the graveyard. So that was good. But a lot of it is like it's the it's just a traditional sort of RPG. It very much is a side quest. Like if you want to do this, but I prefer a more we- modern Western RPG style of hey, when you're doing the main quest, if you just sort of stop along the way to the right, you can pick up, you can complete another quest rather than the back and forth nature that it was throwing up. I'm like, I'm just running around a lot. And you, I was just hanging out for that moment when you find a complete it and it goes, oh, do you want to go back to Sam? Yes, I do. Because I don't want to run in <laughs> corridors anymore. Corridors everywhere. So Be- many. Beautiful spaces. And yet sometimes they feel too large and empty. Where I'm just like, I'm just just running here for a bit. I get that this is a large place. I do understand. But you want to put, do you want to put something in between? <laughs> I can always tell on the map as well where a chest is going to be because everything is linear. <laughs> yeah, you can just feel it. You can just be like, there's a chest down here. And then also if you run too fast and turn a corner and you go, oh, look, that's an Easter egg. They they took that straight from the PlayStation 1 because it's so low polygons. And then the texture finally pops in and you go, oh, oh, no. Like it's such a beautiful game. And then every now and then just things, it's just so bad texture popping. It's, I think oof. it's just trying to find that balance. Like a lot of this game is about trying to... Um, keep people that love what Final Fantasy is and bring in new people as well. And now I have never attached to any Final Fantasy ever. And I've tried a couple of them, like Final Fantasy VI and I think Final Fantasy IV, the remake that was on the DS. And it's like I never really got into them. This one has definitely been the best one for me. It makes me want to play like a Final Fantasy XV looks good now. But it's still, it's, not. it's just the, it's just <laughs> the old JRPGness that is a little bit jarring at times. Yeah, it's the conversion for me. Like I figure, I figure, I, I assume that that's why you can't dodge the sleep spell because in a role playing game, you just you just get sleeped and then you go to yeah. your item because there's the item to get it, but you take that on your next turn. Um, but. I I kind of agree. As much as the gameplay was a grind and as much as I am going to complain about how many cutscenes, there's so many cutscenes. It's a movie. (laughs) And and I do complain about that. But I tell you what, Adrian, I love these guys. I love Cloud. I love Tifa. I love Barrett. I love Red 13 the most. What a good boy. I know too much. (laughs) So I'm not attached. Everyone does. Uh, Going back on the side quest for a sec. Um, I like you mentioned that you found them not very good. I found, and I have a completely different perspective on side quests, and we'll learn this going into Witcher Three. But I found the side quests in this really good, and it's simply because they're all listed there perfectly. It's like in yes. this section you have nine, yep, yeah, and that, and I'm That's like, cool, nice. I know exactly what I have to do, and they're not, they're not completely out of the way. In fact, some are handed to you as you go. Yeah, 
I agree with that. Uh, my only problem with side quests in this game is that some of them aren't listed. Like there's those blue hidden ones or purple. I don't know. Uh, oh, the discoveries. That's not really side. Uh, yeah, is, I'm pretty sure not... it counts for the trophy. And that vettles me because I care about the trophy. I did the, what was it, the pull-up trophy just because it was the only one you hadn't gotten that I could. So I did it just so I was like, see, I'm a bigger Final Fantasy VII fan than Adrian. Trophy Trophies mean nothing, just so you know. You, uh, they mean everything to me. No, they, they mean very little to me as right, well. We're, we're already deep in. I think we should give our grind rating. Is this a game for a busy gamer or not? Like I said, classic mode, it is. It, as If you care about the world and you want to watch movies and then like have some gameplay... Because the thing is, you still play. I know it says classic mode. You don't do anything. You can do nothing, but you can also play. Otherwise, it's too boring. So I give it a yes if on classic mode. Otherwise, a no for me. It's a it, like it's a no. Is not a game for a busy gamer. That doesn't mean it's not a. It's not a game maybe worth the time like but the question is whether or not you have the time if you have 30 hours then go for it but as busy gamers i feel like i can't i can't say yes there's there's too much about this game that slows down the experience you get to play it at the game's speed not at your speed yeah the walling from the cutscenes and stuff oh it's an easy no uh, <laughs> like and, if and you are from busy Adrian, wow if you're busy, you do not have time to play this. Uh, but should you play it if you can? That's another question entirely, which we'll get into after inventory management. Got to swap okay. out that materia. Oh, yeah. Oh, just so much fun. Let's change that elemental because I looked up the guide online and I saw that they're weak to electricity. So I just thunder go, oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care for it. Sorry. So... Next game is The Witcher 3, which, thank God, we won't need to finish it. Though, <laughs> what are we doing we, to ourselves? <laughs> we had to finish this because of the point of the ending, and I'm sure we'll get to that. And if you're keen on that, then stick around. If you're a busy gamer and you're too busy to listen, I feel like now's a good time to stop and just make sure that you know that The Witcher 3 is our next game. Uh, hopefully between now and then we'll have an extra episode. Uh, definitely, so- definitely. Uh, and, uh, you know, you better share us with your friends or I'll cut them off. And if you don't review us highly, I'll rip them off. And if you don't subscribe here and on Facebook, I'll smash them. Hot God, reference, he, by the way. He was so kinky for that. All right, let's get, let's <laughs> continue into the game. Who were let's... they saying that to again? Don Corneo. Don Corneo. Oh, that's right. Uh, come on, man! Jeez, that's <laughs> see. That's the thing. I have absorbed this story. Oh. I love this story, and that's my first point on this. The classic mode is for the busy game. It's so good. I don't have to care about dying anymore. It's such a big shift between easy and classic. So well, it's not is it just like assist anything. mode kind of thing where it's like you can't die? No, it's more um, if if you stop doing stuff, they'll like if you just put down the controller, they'll just start doing stuff. Uh, but you can play, and otherwise, I feel like it's just easy. Otherwise, because because um, it's easy, it's really easy. I didn't die. I highly just... recommend playing on normal. Like I, I think this I combat did. is perfect. This combat is 
so good. As someone who loves the story and has trouble with turn-based, this is the perfect compromise of real-time action with making strategic decisions. And I wish I'd gotten into enjoying the, the combat as it's intended sooner because um, if you don't... I was trying to play. I was like, all right, I love Cloud. I'm going to play as Cloud only. I'm not going to think about Barrett and Tifa and Aerith. Um, and then very soon, I was like, I why am I getting railed so hard? Okay, I need to actually swap out and play them because it's what the game wants, and it's trying to emulate turn-based combat where you wait for your turn of another character and then they attack, but with real-time strategy. And I think it, well, real-time combat, I should say, and, it, and it, I think it works really well. I only have one gripe. If I were to break the combat down, it's like 9.9 out of 10. And the one thing that took off is if you get interrupted casting a spell, and this is incredibly annoying on hard mode because on hard mode, you have only enough mana to get you through one chapter. And it doesn't, like sitting at chairs doesn't regen it. You have to survive on all the mana. So you learn to live on prayer and some other spells. But if you cast a spell and get interrupted, consumes your ATB. Makes sense. Also consumes your mana. And I found that very frustrating. Where it's like going to cast a spell, got knocked out of it, and mana's gone. So now I don't have mana to cast that again. Then I die. This is, like, this is mainly on hard mode. But it ha- did happen in other modes. And uh, that that's my only gripe. Take my ATB, fine. Like I've spent the time to try and cast it and you knocked me out of it take my ATB, but I didn't cast the spell, therefore why is the mana being used? That's sort of my thing. See, my problem is as well with ATB is that it, like, it slowly generates on your other characters, but yeah, it's again, like... Yeah, well, that's you part have, of the... You have to you be... To... Yeah, but the thing is, it's, you're not waiting your turn. You're going, ah, who will have a turn now? This guy. And then you fight so that you grow your ATB, and then you do your ability, and as, like, if you trying to be quick, which I assume you have to be in hard, as soon as you cast the ability is when you go to someone else and yeah. then get their ATB up and then they do their ability. But it's just like, to me, it would make more sense if everybody just got ATB, and I'm pretty sure that is is what happens in Classic. I feel like in Classic mode they do generate ATB like as if you were playing them as well. So if they're not doing it... I think they have they speed stats and stuff in the, in the other ones, but... Yeah. This one but, they do they do as well, but it's yeah, like it always feels like they're just shy of being full, and you're like, I just got to go over and punch once and do it. But like, I don't know, I I found that really engaging and fun. Where it's just like, all right, now I've got to switch because like yeah, like I said, I was trying to play Cloud because I just want to, I want my boy. But um, you know, it's fun to play Tifa as well, and Barrett's a fun shooty boy. Like I uh, I felt that it was. It forces you to be engaged with all the characters, but I found it kind of less less immersive, more jarring. Like, I felt like I couldn't sort of be in the moment. Like, this is what I meant earlier in that. When you're fighting one uh, boss, then because that's everyone's focus, then I feel like I'm in the fight but zipping around from character to character who might be fighting different enemies is then kind of jarring because it's like well no i wanted to i wanted to come over to you to come and help with this 
with this big dude over here, but instead we're fighting like one of these little like hedgehog looking things. And like so it 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 was a bit jarring, it was a bit confusing at times because it's so it was getting like so hectic. And I I would just rather they maybe take a leaf out of a uh like a Dragon Age um Dragon Age Inquisition did it pretty well where it's like, yeah, I can swap between all the characters at any time, but they have there's a tactics menu where you can set some basic commands, such as like Yeah. If health drops to uh, here, heal. Like like just help just help me out a, a little bit. Just give me a bit of peace of mind so I can focus. Yeah. I mean they took a they took the combat's taken a few things out of other Final Fantasy games, and I think it's twelve has gambits where you can like it's basically coding, like if this happens, attack this. Yeah. And it'd be good if it had that where it's like, you know, if Cloud's attacking this one, then Tifa will attack that one too, and Barrett will attack, you know, uh flying things first. Uh but I mean I never found it so I mean I personally never found it so disruptive. Like it was usually just like I'd switch over, shoot them a bit, and then switch back. But I think my thing is with this combat system, as good as it may be, which I don't know, and I can say that with honest I don't know if it's good or bad, but I can tell you it's not for a busy gamer because you need it's a system that you need to master like because you need to have you need to have the skill but then you also need to know when to do something like if i you know didn't know and i jumped into hard well i would be out of mana because like i didn't know that that was a like thing and i probably would die because i don't know how the cameras and stuff like that and it's something that you because there's some of those things that the game tells you like i do know i i did tri- okay i was telling a fib i didn't know that um the benches don't heal your mana on hard because the game did tell me that but then there's so many other things that didn't tell me and so you'd go online how do you do this the best and i've seen that as well because i watched i, th- I want to say the completionists uh take on final fantasy 7 remake um and how he was saying when he beat the Pride and Joy, he had to, like, he had to make up his own tactics. Like, he had to beat that gauntlet on his own, like, thing, whereas the way that he was talking about it, there is now a strategy to it. And it's, like, when you have to research the strategy and you have to think about the strategy, to me, like, if it's not in the game, that makes it bad for a busy gamer. I don't want to have to go back and check it in order to just succeed. Like, And don't get me wrong, I like games where you can research. If you're really into it, you can look it up and succeed better. Like, You can do so much better if, you, if you're passionate and you research. But if you, to me, it seems like if you don't, you, you fail. And that's not good game design to me. Like... Oh, well, you and, can get away with anything in there. Like on not hard modes, you can get away with anything. Like I was playing completely different to how my partner was playing, and it was fine. Like, yeah, she was like swapping weapons out, swapping characters out because she wanted to max out all their weapons and stuff. And I was like, I want to play cloud only, um, to a point. But yeah, like it's only I don't think there's anything wrong with looking like strategies up. Like that's 
akin to a monster again, Monster Hunter or a Dark Souls. But that that's what I'm saying. A Monster Hunter and a Dark Souls, you can like I feel like it does Dark Souls it purposely tells you nothing because that's its whole shtick, but I feel like like that's what I'm saying. So Dark Souls, that's you fool, you've given me the perfect example. Dark Souls, Asylum Demon. Uh, I start to play. I go, whoa, okay, dodging didn't work. Uh, oh, blocking is what I want to do. Uh, so I succeed because I tried and I got there. Uh, but if I want to succeed better, I pick the fire bombs as my starting item and I get rid of him. He doesn't even swing a sword. He's dead. And I get his cool hammer, which I'm not going to use because I'm not going to spec into strength that much. But <laughs> in Final Fantasy VII Remake... Uh, I had to go easy to beat the Airbuster. I like I I couldn't do it. I swapped. You got to get good. Um, I went Ellie. Well, then that's I can't. That's it. Doesn't let you because I went. I went elemental electricity thunderga. I feel dirty for saying electricity. I'm sorry. Uh, elemental thunder on Barrett because there's that point where the Airbuster's like low by. Sorry, Tifa and Cloud, you are useless. Bad game design. Uh, uh, oh, also, but again, that's a strategy you have to like think about. You have to go like, how do I stop them? Exactly. Dying? I need to get up away from the game, go to a whiteboard, and figure that out. <laughs> that's not good busy game design. That's good. It could be good game design. I am impatient. I'm more of an impatient gamer than I am a busy gamer. I'll be honest. But I kind of it kind of works out for the for this podcast. Well, or gone for the same thing. I'm saying it's just not good for the busy gamer. Is it a good game design full stop? Possibly. Maybe yes. I'll say yes because I feel like you think so. But is it good busy game design? I don't know. I would say it's good. It's good JRPG design. It's exactly what a JRPG would do, which is like you have to. And again, it's like it's that thing of this is a great convert like this is the best real-time version of turn-based combat you know like and i think that shows in this it's like like playing chrono trigger same thing it's like you got to think about how you want to approach this boss that they have a they have a mechanic that you've got to exploit to maximize your damage and you got to think about that and how do i kit this power what person do i take and it's the same for this it's just in the package of a more kingdom hearts style design so it's probably really like i would say it's really good jrpg combat like and if you say so, I believe you. But I'm just but, saying yeah. for busyness, on, on, probably for not. busyness, no. Like and that's yeah. I feel like it's a bit more difficult than Kingdom Hearts because Kingdom Hearts. Um, I th- what did I play on? I think I because my partner has played Proud. My wife has, and so she's a good gamer. I'm not, but in Kingdom Hearts, I can scrape by. And I'm sure that if I did some specific spells, I would be doing good. Uh, but then I know when you're on Proud, you would need those, and you do need to figure that out. So it, it's just difficulty. And I'm a baby. There you go, okay? I admit it. I'm a baby, but I'm a busy, lazy gamer, okay? <laughs> I think... So when I fought in the Colosseum in uh, the market town, Wall Market... Um, there is the robot house. Okay. Hell house. The hell house. And a great nod to the original. I felt that this was a point where it sort of showed uh, like how 
how it, it wasn't like I was agreeing with sort of what Matt was saying earlier about like it just came down to like the health and the numbers. The Hell House couldn't kill me. And it just simply took me ages to kill it. Like, I felt no fear of losing. (laughs) I was just stuck for so long doing little damage and going, well, I'm going to eventually win. I would just have to do this for the next 20 minutes. Like, there's there's one boss that the characters say something like, oh... I think it's weak to this. Like, I think it's the very first one, uh, first, like, big robot you fight. Cloud's like, yo, Barrett, we got to use our magic power. Uh, but no, like, if it was for a busy gamer, Aerith would drop, yo, Cloud, see how the house is changing color? That means it is weak to something else now. And when it changes color again, it'll be weak to another element. I found that out after I'd finished the game. All and right. like so, yeah, did you guys not use uh, the information one at all? No, I did. Oh, I did. I but the but the thing is, you use assess, and it goes like it's weak to this. So I use it, and then that's oh, uh, you didn't. It did doesn't you read seem the weak. combat thing because the the combat like I was doing that as well, just looking at like the the stat bar on the right, and just being like, all right, cool, it's this. I need to do that. But then you got sometimes you got to read the thing, and it's like. Yeah. I think yeah. one of the things you had trouble with, Matt, it says, like, attack this with magic to start doing physical damage, and then when it goes into this mode, you do physical damage to to then uh, be able to do magic damage to it. And I was like... And so you were like, I was really having such trouble with them. Was like, yes, you got to listen to the assess. The problem with assess is, especially with Hellhouse, because I had the same problem, because I, I didn't... I was like, okay, it's electronic, so Thunder will mess it up. Um is that you can't change once you're in combat. So you either have to die and then change some of your stats, tra- uh, strats or yeah. you just run through it. And that's probably why it took a while. Hellhouse is definitely a notable grindy point. Uh, and in Ooh. hard mode, you have to do it twice. Ooh. Why? No. Oh, that's... no, hard mode. And then okay, no, hard, hard mode, they um, pop in those guys, the little butcher boys. Oh, yeah. Hard mode also spawn- spawns tonberries. Uh, and see, Tom Berry's is good game design. I look at that guy, I'm like, he one hits me. Like, I looked at Tom Berry and I was like, he one hits you. And then my AI buddies, like, went straight up to it, got one hit. And I was like, see, I know, because that's good game design. Make me read. I'm a busy game. Okay, I'm a lazy gamer. I, I don't, <laughs> Sorry, what about is, a giant, this is... <laughs> like, electronic house doesn't scream lots of health? No, it does. But what about a giant house screams uh, Rotom from Pokemon? <laughs> I like. I have different elements. It's a house. That's it changes color. I honestly, I did not notice it change color. Is that on me? I don't know. Like I knew See, that I had is... to do the swapping because I used the assess, and so I knew that there was the mechanic, and I saw I was following that mechanic, and yet it just took a long time, which is what Final Fantasy has always been known for. Just long yeah. battles. Yeah, but uh, but it's, it does like feel tedious when it's like, well, I'm not going to die. I'm just going to take ages killing it. It's not going to kill me. Um, but I think that's that's probably like the outlier case. I can't like I don't think of any other bosses that were that like. No, everyone oh, else just... did seem more balanced than that. 
um, like you got more bang for your buck for the damage you could do. And then more like, I think it's better to not be able to do the damage than to be doing the damage for no reward. Like when you fight, uh, say, Rufus, if you, uh, like he counters you really easy and punishes you for being too aggressive. Um, Yeah. And it's like, so that's nice because then it's like, well, this is my fault. I'm not winning right now because I'm not playing properly, but it's annoying when it's like, I am doing the best I can do and it's taking too long. Oh, and you know what? Like, and you kind of bring up a good point, Michael, because I think the guy is Abzu. Is that from Final Fantasy? Is that his name? Abzu? Abzu, yeah. So Abzu, right? And he's got his little friends, doesn't he? Like his little babies. Yeah, little babies. And when you're fighting his little babies, you see what they're weak to, and then you get to him, and I'm pretty sure he's weak to the same thing. And, like, that's a good chunk because you're like, I've got that element. Thank God. But then there's sometimes, and I don't know how frequently it is because it's, and I really, it could have been once and it just made me petty and, like, I didn't, I haven't written this down. But, like, then other things, you'd be, like, fighting these guys, um... Like actually, I think I've got a good idea. Like if if Genova is weak to fire, maybe if it is or if it isn't, I don't know. But it's like oh, I'm fighting humans, so I use my fire, uh, and then I get to Genova or Cthulhu. Like I feel like they're not weak to it. Yeah, Genova's not weak to fire. Genova should have been weak to fire because then it's like oh, I had fire because of the guys. Game design. Nice. Whereas instead it's like, no, you need to have already failed to get the best outcome. Like I'm not sure what you're talking about. So like what? like if I'm fighting a whole bunch of guys that are weak to one element, when I get to the boss, it should be weak to that element. And if I and then that's on me. Whereas what really happens is you have to go in, assess and then try again. Oh, yeah, that's what I was saying with some of them. Like the Hell House and other things, yeah, you got to do that. But um, with Abzu, that was really good because you were fighting his kids, so you got what they're weak to, and I'm pretty sure he's weak to, like, I'm pretty sure they're weak to fire and he's weak to fire, so, like, that was good. Well, they're the same creature, that makes sense. Yeah, but, yeah, like, that's, I, I, that's how the level should be. Yeah. All right. We've talked enough about the combat. I think we've got to talk about the story because that's what I'm mostly curious about from your guys' perspective because I need to know if you guys are, if this makes you invested. Should I just tell you what I think the story is? And Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Because I I would say there's two layers of the story, but I want to hear what you you think, yes. Obviously spoilers for those who haven't played. Okay. Big spoilers here. Okay, here we go. So Cloud who is a mercenary who has returned from the war, reunites with an old friend, Tifa. They are part of a terrorist group called Avalanche, but they are a part of a smaller cell within Avalanche. Uh, And this is one of my big hang-ups. They seem to be a tiny group who are more effective than any of the (laughs) other Avalanche cells, and yet... They are completely out of the loop on what the actual organization is doing. No one reaches out to them. No one talks yeah. to them. Yeah, that was explained. 
But but all it said is that like when you meet the mayor, he goes like, "Uh, I guess they didn't tell you." And it's like, why is no one talking to this group? No, they, they mention it when uh when you assault the second one. Um or no, when um, what's her name? Uh, I don't Jesse, remember. When you go Jesse and they and they show up and they save you all. Yeah, and, so, and that's when they like Wedge explains. I think Wedge or Biggs explains. Like, yeah, that's the. But they don't talk to us anymore because we they consider us too radical. Oh, okay. That's I'll okay. I'll pay that because, and I like what they did. Um, which I'm pretty sure it like was a jump from the um original because the original uh, I did get up to the scorpion, which is the first boss, and I couldn't beat it because I was a dumb kid. Um, but I was still like. Um, in hindsight, now that I've played this, I'm like, I did beat the Scorpion because I got to the timer. I remember the timer. I, like It jogged my memory. It was like, whoa, blast from the past. I couldn't get out in time because <laughs> I was a dumb kid. <laughs> I, could ne- I could never get out in time. So uh, it was at my Nana's. I didn't own it. So, uh, But I like how they did that differently, how it was like, oh. well, an, That's, yeah, the other pe- like, like the other avalanche is a new addition. Yeah, but it's like it's okay. a good deeper story. I like uh, yeah. so this part part of the story, I'm in. Um, and before I had researched, I had thought that the flashbacks were from the other uh, like universe because from what I could tell, um, and I don't know if I'm kind of taking away from Michael's spotlight here, the ghosts are like you got to be like the original, and then the characters are like. Original sucked. We like the remake better. Well, let's finish hearing what Michael's got to say. Like, what? What? How do you perceive the story? So, as we continue on. So, where did we get to then? So then, uh, Avalanche. So yeah, Avalanche. Yeah, I just find it weird that like, so even if they are a new addition, they seem to be a proper militia. They seem to be more organized, and it like it it was confusing. Um. So then we have, after that, Wedge gets shot in the butt. Um, <laughs> Quality. That's cool. Oh, here we go. Ten out of so ten. the game, the the story wants to make it very clear that you're being framed. But as the viewer, it's weird to know that from the very beginning and have Jesse mm. sitting there going like, "How? but I didn't do that much explosive. It's like it should have been a mystery to us. It's weird. Like I'm just sitting there going, yeah, they they blew it up. I got to see it. They blew it up with like lasers and and guns. And now I have to watch someone sit there being naive, and I know more than they do. That's the only time you know more than they do. <laughs> because from there, so then you have Turks. Turks are not soldiers. Turks are people that go around scouting for soldiers. They also seem to be quite skilled. Possibly they can they do use some abilities, but they don't seem as Materia heavy as everybody else. Yeah. There's uh, Reno and Rude and their boss, Sung, who just seems to be brought in to be the boss. He doesn't really do anything. Uh, Heidegger is sort of the main... I feel like he's the main bad guy and the president is, like, on top. He's the big bad, but the main bad guy is, like, Heidegger. Then there's a whole bunch of extra people added late like Hojo and Palmer and the woman who sits on men 
they don't they like didn't explain those people they don't mean anything yet i'm sure they will later um the whispers uh i'm like that's all explained in the end and that's nice like i so with that you are in the dark along with the characters you're going what are these ghosts are they in initially can cloud only see them but then sort of everyone can see them but at the end, Rufus can't see them. So we've, but we find out that they are connected to uh, destiny, and they're trying to make sure that everything continues to go well. Sephiroth appears to be an, a famous war hero that Cloud possibly killed, and he is <laughs> he is inhabiting the bodies of monks with numbers on their shoulders. And uh, and so when you think you kill him, you're in fact killing one of these monk dudes uh, who was standing on the meteor when the planet was hit back in the time of the ancients who actually called the Cetra. See, How am I doing? There's one... Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's, pretty that's classic pretty JRPG story. There's, um, there's, that's, there's one okay. thing that I feel like... There's one fact that I know... And I'm not sure if it's a huge spoiler, but it like it was like ah oh, okay, um, so I'm not I don't want to say it, but the fact that I feel like just the fact at there was a point in the game where it's like it's not actually Sephiroth, it's just someone who's possibly like casting an illusion to look like Sep- Sephiroth for whatever reason. I have a pretty good idea because I think I spoiled it for myself. And I'm not going to say it, but you can just kind of do that. So they're just going, I look like Sephiroth, maybe to mess with him. I don't know. Uh, but then, and that was really good. And then Sephiroth is like at the end of the bridge and is like, here, let's, I'm going to cut a hole in the fabric of reality. And we're going to come in here and we're going to fight in destiny. It's going to be crazy. And that is that is where it jumped the shark yeah. for me, where it was like, Ah, I have cut a hole in space-time. Uh, I am omnipotent, and you now have defeat. And then you proceed to defeat the concepts of destiny, uh, which there is a theory. And I don't. I'm going to say this one because I don't know how much of a spoiler no, it is. I, I want to go step by step through the story. I don't want to jump to the end just yet. What are you talking about? We just got there because we. You My were saying the, the tattooed people are Sephiroth, but they're not. I mean. Okay. That was at the okay. end. Well, to let, me. let me just say this. Okay. Have okay. Having background knowledge definitely plays a factor. I was trying to figure out if it would or not. That was. It does. What I'm <laughs> but yeah, because uh, I I know what the tattooed people are from the main game, and they've played more of a part in this. Um, but yeah, so the game hasn't done a great job of explaining. But maybe they don't want to. Uh, that's the thing. The, the the fact that it's split up into parts is really, like, aside from the frustration that I have to wait for more Final Fantasy VII remake, like um, the story split up. So yeah, there's characters that aren't important now that'll be important later, but they got to introduce them. Yeah, and I appreciate that, and I like that, and I'm definitely going to probably. I might not buy it. I might borrow it from you, but I will definitely play the sequel of this. But I can tell, like, as a fan of Kingdom Hearts three. There's a storyline, really, uh, and it's the same thing. And it's Nomura needs someone needs to tell him to settle Calm down. down. Yeah. It takes like it got to 
Yeah. But that's the thing. They needed to make, like, surely, right? They're splitting up the parts of the game. They had to give it an ending, right? Like, this game has an ending. Despite the fact that it's part one, this is still its own game and it needs to have its own ending. So I can see how he's gone like, all right, well, we need to get to the end of Midgar. We need to give him something more. They put Sephiroth in early because he's a big, like, he's a character everyone knows, regardless if you've even heard of Final Fantasy VII before. Um, See, that's my thing. I'm, I'm sorry, but I, as someone who hadn't played the original, I actually would have preferred it without that final fight with Destiny oh, and Sephiroth. That's Just different. because, yeah, yeah I, I have gathered that from what I've checked. But the thing is, that's like what I'm saying. I would have preferred if that wasn't the final fight. Like, because it seems, it seems to, they have finished the game. They've finished... Well, <laughs> well, they have the thing is they they didn't they beat like a memory or like a thought I guess it, it that's the thing we don't know and that's where I was saying like there's and a I lot of theories good. but even the fans don't know at this point and that can be good and and bad uh, it's bad in the sense that like now I think they've left it too open and it's like well what what's happening are you changing the story or are you keeping it the same no one knows mm-hmm. what's going to happen from here it's um. It's fine, the battle with Destiny at the end. It should have ended there. You don't need the fight against Sephiroth. I disagree. I think get rid of the Destiny fight, keep Sephiroth. No, because because this is is one of my gripes with the game. As someone who has not played Final Fantasy VII, from all the hype about the remake, I know that I'm only getting part of the story. So through the whole game, I'm sitting there going, we're not going to beat him, we're not going to beat him. He's going to be the big bad in the next one. So fighting him is therefore pointless. Fighting Destiny mm, is fine because they need well, to fix that. Everything is wrong. Okay. But then you could just have him appear and then be like, later, remember, in the last seven seconds, and then and and just cliffhanger it. Like, don't make me go through a big fight with him to then not beat him. It's I know I'm not going to beat him. <laughs> I think a lot of people would have been disappointed if he wasn't included, both fans and non-fans alike, because uh, um, he's yeah. he's the antagonist. He's the 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 yin to Cloud's yang. So uh, he's he needs so to be iconic, in it and you need to fight. But him. currently, he's a nothing antagonist. He feels yeah. at times incredibly shoehorned, and I don't understand why all the characters suddenly agree just by Cloud going like, this guy, and Aerith being like, oh, he's he's wrong. Trust me, guys. This is the guy we're supposed to stop. And then did you forget that all that's happened with Shinra is the president's dead, and now his son is the president, and that company still exists, and you're going to leave the city? And everyone's just like, okay, because this guy, and it, it's like it didn't, it ramped up so quickly at the end. I'm like, how oh, yeah, is everybody yeah. like getting on board with this? They're only getting on board because they have to. They left it Chapter too late. Chapter seventeen to eighteen goes from zero to a hundred thousand. Yeah, <laughs> I I think the fight with Sephiroth should have been a like hidden fight that uh, like it should have been the Pride and Joy prototype kind of thing God. of like that's the final secret boss, and he sh- he should have been nearly uh, like. It should be nearly impossible to beat him because that's what Sephiroth is like. Uh, from because my history with Final Fantasy really is, I got this game called Kingdom Hearts and I loved it because I could play with Tarzan and Aladdin and that was awesome because I was a kid. 
and Squall and I think Aerith, they were cool guys. Oh, and Sid, because uh, Sid Squall isn't seven, but the other two are. Yeah, uh, Squall's eight. And like they were cool, but I was there for Disney. But everyone, everyone was all up about Cloud and Sephiroth. And now in hindsight and a little bit of research, I'm pretty sure at the time that was like the best render in a game of them that ever existed. And that's why there was so much hype because up until then they had the Roblox characters (laughs) from the original (laughs) and illustrations. And those and the illustrations are nice, but I think that's why people were so hyped. Uh, But me, it's like these are just guys that are just overly powerful and in in this uh month i have rewatched uh advent children complete which i'd watched that when i was younger and i didn't get it and i still at the start i didn't i didn't get the start i didn't get the movie honestly because i haven't finished final fantasy 7 i've only finished the remake which is uh like only a fraction of final fantasy 7 uh and so i didn't get it but they're just these powerful guys and it's like there's all this hype and to me it's like if this character is so hyped up, I shouldn't beat him. Like, I shouldn't fight him. I Only till the end should I fight him and do my Omni Slash and do the power force, gather the Chaos Emeralds. I don't know. I'm pretty Something sure it's explained you know? in the game that you, that's not actually... Sephiroth is dead. Yeah. Uh, Sephiroth is... It's someone pretending to be Sephiroth. Let's say that. That's the best... Well, that's the thing you don't know. And that's what's so annoying spoiler. to me. Like... So I, what do I think about the ending? Because it's vastly different. Like seven chapters zero through seventeen, I think are perfect upgrades to the story. Like it adds depth, it changes a few things, but they're for the better. Then you drop in even the wisps as just a concept. I didn't mind because it's like okay, well maybe they could be this or that based on the based on the rest of the story. Um, but then. Chapter 18 happened, and I was like, I don't know if I like this. Uh, And it's got fans and uh, new people alike questioning it. So there's people across the board that are not sure of the ending. I think part of that is the fact we don't know. Is this a time loop? Is this a... Is this the world knowing, like, the life stream knowing something's going to happen and it's trying to, like, cut it out? Like there's just there's hints and there's not enough solid evidence yeah for anything to be one way or another from someone coming in it seems like somehow the the world the timelines have uh like split and now they're it's the wisps are trying to fix it to go back on track but my my question as a newcomer is like and obviously you don't know and obviously people don't know otherwise the answer would be out there um as a newcomer, I'm like, what caused the split? Like, what was different? And at the end, I thought, oh, okay, the difference is, because I know, because I have these two, one of my best two, one of my two best friends in the world have a big erection for Zach Fair. Adrian and his partner love the shit out of Zach Fair. And I was like, oh, that's the difference. In this reality, he, something else happened. (laughs) I, oh. I don't want to spoil it in case it it comes into the story later. And Michael, if you want to know, his, um, you, but Zach is the black-haired fellow yes. at the end of the game. And 
I feel like he's introduced too late. Oh yeah, um, I think that, and he's I think he's that's only for service. Yeah, he's only there for Adrian. Like, but I knew because of Adrian, and I was like, that's the difference. Is something changed with him? And then I went to. Uh, like I looked it up and it was like no we don't know that's not it <laughs> and I'm like oh okay never mind I did well, okay. so, I did accidentally I, read something about Zach but I'm not sure if it's true for the original ooh. or the remake which is uh, in case of spoilers so because I was like I'm like who is this person I'm like blackhead dude and it's like oh this is Zach and the the blurb thing was basically that uh, Cloud is not a soldier. Zach is, and he's got his memories mixed up with yeah. Zach. Yeah. But that doesn't make like, any sense because everyone can visually see that Cloud is a soldier. They go, Again, oh, you've got Mark Then how eyes. does that happen? Yeah. How does, how does that, I guess, I guess we'll So I'm like, know. so I was like, oh, like, maybe it's a, maybe it's a rewrite that maybe in the original game. Cloud isn't a soldier, but in this one they're like, nah, he is, and him and Zack are soldier buddies. Um, and even if the memory thing is still going on, Cloud like, Cloud is a soldier. Hojo suggested that he's something sort of more than that, but he's definitely got like the Marco eyes. Well, that's the thing. Like, So, I mean, Hojo was going to tell us, but uh, then the Wisps got in the way. Because it was too soon to find out yeah. that Hojo is Luke's father. It had a very much like this is like an Empire Strikes Back. Like this, yeah. this is what they're trying to do, and it's just it's not as tidy because it's quite a complex story. Um, so it's hard to pull off this kind of cliffhanger. It's hard to pull off in chunks because there is like so much of the story, like. Yeah, you have completely legitimate questions that won't get answered, possibly even in the next game. <laughs> and and yeah, I, I consider it being very frustrating. So it's interesting that they're just that. Like I know why they made this decision, but it's just so frustrating. Because it's there's nothing wrong with mystery. There's nothing wrong with not knowing, but the game seems really intent on me wanting to know. It's a weird sort of thing where it's like, I'm going to almost give you everything you need and then kind of leave a hole. And it's like, a, and obviously this is like deliberate. I often think if the game, like I often sort of play this game thinking that they're treating the character like Cloud, like his little memory moments, his little like, he can't hear certain words. Like it's like redacted from his brain. Um, <laughs> you also have then yeah. like the fact that so early on I like the touch that because no one knows Cloud they don't trust him so he doesn't get to go to the meetings uh, he has to sneak into Jesse's house he doesn't get to go and meet Jesse's mum and it's like that's actually like that's clever sort of storytelling they're like well you are Cloud you will only know as much as he does and that's why then I think at times I was a little bit annoyed that I was like, just lean into that. Just leave me in the dark. But it didn't want to. It was like, no, I'm going to shine light on things you don't understand. Like, hey, it's Cat in a Crown. Continue. <laughs> right? I want to get to know him. He's my favourite character, Red 13 and 2nd. 
and I want to get to know him. But why do they uh, introduce like, these characters and then not do anything? Like, Red 13 is like, okay, I get that we couldn't meet him until we could get to the Shinra labs. But he's like, he's the best character in the game. He's so good. Don't leave him till the end. <laughs> yeah, that is that is my one of my show notes. I love Red 13. But the whole sequence, though, when you have him, is was like, it was like the game was hyping up, you're nearly at the end, you're nearly at the end, and derail that uh that flow uh but he's the best character i want to know more about him um uh, from and like the cat i like i'm pretty sure i immediately when i was watching that cut scene i like was messaging adrian like and i feel like adrian was there like oh he's gonna talk about how the plate fell and what did those ghosts do and where is Aerith? but then i just come with who's that cat i need to know that mickey mouse cat (laughs) that cat is the best why is he so sad why is he and because (laughs) you have so much to learn this is so fun here's the problem because i was so i love that guy so much i had to google him and i found out what he was and it doesn't even make sense why he's there yeah. I'm not going to say what it is for Michael. Why? But why? That cat could be, have been watching from another place, if you get what I mean. If you know who the cat is, then... Um, but I like I wanted to know so bad because he's the best guy. I also feel he's... that the, the, story, the story as a whole gives us the wrong characters. Like, bar Aerith, because she's important... Tifa's all right, but I don't care about ba- uh, Barrett. I don't care. You will come to. to okay, to well love. let's but like let's, let's not say things that we can't take back, Michael. <laughs> no, because like, <laughs> I, yeah, I get his motivation because of his daughter, and like he, but like he is just this he is just this embodiment of the movement sort of thing. He is like this yeah. sort of uh, honorable man talking about how. You know, uh, basically going in the lines of like, uh, it only takes like good men to do nothing for evil to succeed. Like he is just like that. I'm more interested in Jesse and Biggs, you know, who have like these like beautiful little nuggets of story. Like Jesse's dad works for Shinra, but is like um, in a coma basically in his own house. And Biggs used to like run a school and. And, like, I just find, like, Wedge charming. And I was like, why do I not get to play with Enred 13, my beautiful lab rat dog cat boy? I just want to know more <laughs> about you. And I don't get to spend time with the characters I'm actually interested in. Tifa's just there, which is uh, nice. Yeah, it's like, she's just Tifa. Yeah, it's like, it's important for Cloud for her to be there. And I also think that she's probably my favorite character to play as. I like her, her punchy fighting design so like good character gameplay wise but just a vehicle story wise also clown himself is a blob he is like he's a broken boy who is devoid of emotion and you have to watch him awkwardly hug people or be hugged by people or not know how to high five you're just watching this little robot boy going what happened to you who hurt you But it was so good because you like that is one of the best things. I think the characters are the best thing about this game. I care so much about the characters. Biggs is the best character. Oh, Biggs is sure. right. Wrong. He's, Wedge. Yeah. Wedge. I'm pretty sure he's dead. So they're all dead. But, or are they? No, Biggs is know. alive. Are, are, I'm pretty sure Jesse's sure? dead too. Are you sure um, that's yeah. the right universe? 
good point. Uh, also, I've just Googled uh, Biggs and Wedge. Uh, Jesse is omitted from their page on the Final Fantasy. Weekend, yeah, Jesse was like almost nothing in the original. Like, um, people but, weren't even sure if it was male or female. Yeah, they did Biggs and Wedge really dirty in Kingdom Hearts 2. If you want to get a kick out of that, search Biggs Wedge Final Fantasy Wiki. Uh, they did done so dirty in Kingdom Hearts 2. Also, um, <laughs> will Roach reappear? Who's Roach? Roach oh, is the... Ro- right, right, right. Ro- Roach? I don't know. Roach. I, Roach. Roach. Uh, I was going to say, when we play God, Witcher 3, of no course. No idea. Because... I thought he was really cool. I was like, yeah, more of this guy. Like, we have here another soldier who seems to have gone kind of AWOL. Um, right. Yeah, he just kind of disappears, doesn't he? Yeah, and you just beat him and he's like, ah, see you later sort of thing. And instead we get Reno and Rude. And, and they're, they're all right. I don't mind Reno. But he's a little bit of like... He's like, I don't know. If you, some Some of the characters in this are uh, just your typical anime character like the very archetypal yeah, yeah. they and they don't it's like it's a fake sort of depth to them it's like no nah, I, I know you i know your character arc like bring back my bring back my beautiful wedge boy where is he and uh, something else about uh the turks which are not people from istanbul <laughs> you speak of anyway uh is that I hate in games, and this is a personal thing, but I hate so much when you kill, like you beat someone and then they still press the button to deactivate, uh, to let go of the plate. It's like, no, you were beaten. You were physically, you were down. You were either incapacitated or dead. Um, It's not necessarily what an empty health bar means. To me, it does. Like, if you want to do... And that's the thing. I hate it when you have a game and the health bar goes to zero and then they enter the second phase. Like you want no, the fight to be like Dark to Souls and when you get halfway, then it changes form. Yeah. Like I just, that's, and that's a personal grab and I'll wear that. Um, but then, I, I don't know. I feel like it should have been, so then we have the wisps interfere because destiny is that the plate falls. Okay. Uh, but- and I feel like it would have been so much more powerful and it would have conveyed it so much better if literally a wisp just like showed up, looked at Cloud dead in the eye, whispered under his breath, bitch, and picked up <laughs> Rude's hand, who's limp, he's uh, picked up Rude's hand and slapped it on the button. And it was like, no, destiny. Like if you can revive Barrett, or like maybe it should have been that. Maybe they should, like it should have been them to revive uh, Reno or Rude or whoever presses it. Instead, it was like, oh, we're a wall now. You could beat us. You could kill us in a moment ago, the wisps. Uh, you could beat us a moment ago, but now you can't because story. And I didn't like that. Okay, so the, let's talk, like, let's theorize about the ending. We'll, we'll start to wrap up because it's over an hour now. But <laughs> yeah. the, we're still doing two hours better I'm, than I'm the YouTube confused. channels I follow. <laughs> <laughs> the, the main theories I've read are A, it's a timeline split and some Sephiroth, I can't tell if it's, I don't like, again, we don't know anything, but a Sephiroth has figured out how he can jump timelines and go into this one and is trying to make things change from now. Or if, um, 
And that's why he starts to show up. That's right. So right. that's why he starts to show up early. Um, the other one was, yeah, like, I guess similar. So I get, but, and the, the wisps are the live stream trying to, trying to correct the course. Uh, the other one was, yeah, like that's a timeline one. And the other one was just, just, it wasn't like it was a meta one. It was the wisps are the developers saying, fuck you, we're doing what we want, which is, or it's the fans. Hold on. The theory was, it was the fans keeping the directors on path, like saying like, no, uh, you can't kill Reno here. He has to live. You can't, right. uh, you know, Barrett doesn't die. He has to stay alive. Um, and then by defeating fate, the devel- like the developers the, are defeating the fans. And so they're saying they from want. now on, it's our story. Yeah. Yeah. Like and that's we'll why we change the, the story to how we want. The last thing that happens is like your unknown journey awaits or whatever, like the, is the last little title on the screen. Right. Um, yeah. It's just people don't know. And it's frustrating. Like the Zach thing spoilers he like in this story of the original he dies and that's how cloud gets his thing and gets the buster sword etc uh but in this we see a version where he's alive now the thing that triggers people to a different timeline is that the dog is different the dog what red no the stamper or stump what's the dog that's like the the icon that you use to to navigate the oh, avalanche. It's like yeah, the nose, the little uh, stamps or something like that. Yeah, um, uh, we know the the beagle that is the icon of Shinra or something. like yeah, that. Yeah, so the one that we're playing, the game we're playing through. Okay, this isn't in the original at all. In the game we're playing in the remake, it's one breed of dog, and then the cutscene where Zach is alive. Like there's that little like uh, pamphlet and it's a different breed of dog. So people are like, oh, it's a different timeline where they chose a different breed. I don't know. Um, so I'm people are like, sure. people are just saying like, we're not sure. It's like, is it this timeline? Are you, cha- are you saying that the story is going to like, is Zach alive now in this timeline? Are we going to, are we going to interact with Zach alive? Because that'll completely change the whole story. Or is it just like, in a different timeline, like, is it just a little hope for the fans where it's like, oh, there is a timeline where he didn't die? Yeah, it's it's a... Uh, and, see, that's a bit too much, especially someone coming... Because I, like, I thought those flashbacks were the other timeline. But no, those flashbacks are part of the original story. Cowgirl Tifa is part of the story. <laughs> but it, again, it's like, is that are they saying that now that they know... Okay, because the main thing... Woods, you know the big twist of seven, right, Michael? No, I wouldn't say really? that. If you're like the big twist, I don't know what that is. Damn it, I can't talk about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually surprised you don't know it because everyone knows it. it. It's a famous, it's, it's a very famous, famous gaming moment. But is it um, that Sephiroth and Cloud are the same person? No, okay, he doesn't know. Okay, right, I don't know. I but that is currently now. my one of my theories. It's not too far off because because of sort of the 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 way the story goes down is that like if you notice Sephiroth doesn't actually have to do anything. It's always kind of it's always Cloud's fault. He yeah. follows Sephiroth and actually ends up enacting on these things. 
Sephiroth, if he is so wrong, then he wants to destroy destiny. But in fact, you do. And then he's like, boom, thank you very much. So, and if you notice, he's only got like one wing. So I feel like they are (laughs) a shared soul kind of thing. And perhaps Cloud is misremembering his time with Zack because Sephiroth was a war hero, was Zack and Sephiroth buddies, not Cloud. And Cloud is like the shell of Sephiroth. He's like kind of what's left behind because of Marco messing with soldiers. Is Sephiroth just the embodiment of the Marco, the energy from the planet that should be inside Cloud, but they separated? I can neither confirm nor deny. I I reckon a good a good thing to say, without because I've read stuff. I think a good way to say is Cloud and Sephiroth are bonded because they had that altercation where they fought, and you're on the money where Cloud killed, and then a question mark in brackets Sephiroth. But then it's funny because it's like at the start of it's, it's funny because it's like ha. Cloud cares so much about Sephiroth, and it's not mutual. Sephiroth is like, who's this guy? But then it kind of did twist at the end where Sephiroth is like, you're my best friend, I love you. And I was like, what? Because it was funny because it was like this whole battle was in Cloud's head. Sephiroth doesn't care, and Cloud is just hyping it up. Uh, But, yeah, I just I got too curious, so I had to find out stuff. Look, I, and I completely understand. It's it's a. I really love the whole like not just seven itself, but like the whole universe. I love the story. Yeah, the universe of Final Fantasy VII is the best, and that is why other podcasts and YouTube things will go for my ones that I like. They went for three hours, so I didn't watch it. I was like, okay, that, I can't do that. And you can't talk about it that long. This is so long for us. This is a long oh, yeah. no time to grind out. Uh, the last but... thing, sorry, what I, the point I wanted to get across in, towards the end um, was the, the the major thing that happens that anyone who's listening who's a gamer and hasn't played this, you probably know this. I'm surprised Michael doesn't, given his such his incredible knowledge. Um, but does destroying destiny bring into question whether that happens now? That's see, I th- I thought it was going to happen to someone else. That's what I well, there's that's, again, there's so many theories, and it's so many. It's theories. it's this we'll weird know. like balance of excitement, but also reservation. See, and the I way th- you're talking is the way I. So the way I feel, as you two know, and I don't know, <laughs> that was the that was how I felt throughout the game, and it's not a great feeling to be like, no. I the game wants me to know something that it has not told me. Well, that's only one thing, to be honest. It's not as big. It's not as big as the storyline. Some people would argue that it is, but it's not to me. It's not integral to what you need to know. Like I, I knew it. I still was confused as heck. You know. Um, yeah, I but think I that, just know that one event out of context. So it seems like they haven't done a good enough job of. It seems like they've baited a lot of like they've tried to extend the hand to fans being like. Here's all the references you know, but aren't in the story yet. You know, like why is Cloud this and why is Sephiroth that and whatnot. But it hasn't done a. It's gone too far for fans who don't know. And it's gone like, it's like said something and you're like, I don't. What's that supposed to reference? There's nothing else in this 
in this game that makes that makes sense. Yeah, you can't, you know, like showing Darth Vader in Rogue One means more to people who have watched all the other Star Wars than someone who's starting with Rogue One. And it, so, it, so it's interesting. It's like I've never had this experience before, where where I've I've jumped into into something that kind of exists not for me, and they're trying their best to make it for me, and I am intrigued to see where it all goes. Um, but yeah, it's just I don't think they I don't because it's hard. It's how can you do that? Like how can you? How can you truly reimagine something when it already exists? And mm. as the designer, you have to, you're all sitting there going, now forget everything you know about Final Fantasy. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's too big a cultural icon in the gaming industry. I am the outlier in knowing so little about it. And, and they I can't cater for me. A, I was hoping that would be a good thing. Do you, would you say this game from top to bottom you finished it has are you intrigued to see more or is it was it to the to the to the extent of i it's put me off i don't really care like i know so little that i don't care no like by the end of it while the story is like frustrating um it's like i need i need to know what it all means for my own like sanity and also, <laughs> if I can just frame it this way, this will be my summary, so I won't talk for too much longer. Uh, the first ten hours for me uh, were not would like were not great. I thought it was I thought it was going like very slow, and it was quite uninteresting. Um, but then, from about the introduction of like Don Corneo and Tifa getting like taken for the audition, from there onwards, the next like sort of 15 to 20 hours that was that was all like great i was like ah here we go but it just it took it took such a long time getting to it i was worried i'd never i'd never actually get to see what everybody loves about it so if so assuming that the second game will hit the ground running and won't have that it was like a real it's like a prologue that just kept going. It felt like, <laughs> yeah. and, I, I guess and stuff that was, was rehashed. Like, there's no point to do two of the reactor bombings. That was clumsy writing. There was no like that felt like padding. And I and I almost feel like, in a way, the gameplay as well. I'm like, stop padding out this like good game and story. Just like. Just let it be what it is. I felt like they were obsessed with trying to push it to a 30 or 40 hour game. Whereas I'm like, we could have gotten through this in like 20 hours, but you, what? you padded Three to five it. five hours you know, in the original. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's the thing as well. I was, I was even talking to my partner about this. I was going, what I know about this is it is like one third of a game stretched out to a full game. And at times you can see that. I'm like, we don't need to be doing this. We don't need to be knowing this part. It's all like early on, it's just filler. And then we get rolling. I'm like, cool. Now inter- Now these are interesting characters. Now I understand more. And then by the end, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for more. But you nearly didn't have me. 
it's odd because the part so you say like the second reactor bombing was just padding you've picked like specific story elements from the first yeah. and gone like that doesn't need to be there when it's like well that's that's in the original like they they bomb the reactor then they bomb another reactor yeah but you then... have a chance you have a chance because it's a remake to tidy up those things i don't know why i think i don't think it doesn't make sense that they attack like their whole objective is to get rid of the reactor so why wouldn't they go for a second Maybe it just takes it just is... takes too long. The like, yeah, yeah. Inter- there's like, definitely some chapters that drag out. Okay, it's not a bad sto- it's not a bad story beat, but it just takes too long to hit that beat because it's like, yes, they've already been framed. Oh, they bomb it. Oh, they get framed again. Yes, it's the same story beat. It's like if you make it quicker, make it more urgent, then we can sort of keep moving. But the first ten hours is just really being like overdrawn when it doesn't need to be because it's like yes this is a simple concept i need more time to understand the complex concepts maybe they were just trying to like keep it simple and slow at the start because there's a lot more coming like they're going like here's a simple story that you can understand without having to worry about live stream and materia and marco and all that and then they throw you into the heavy stuff i think it also maybe it was a little too slow I'd also like a, a few tweaks to the combat in the next game, if we could. I just feel that other games, like even perhaps like a Nino Kuni 2, which I've played, do it better. Um, it's like I understand that, that what, what they're doing and that they want to evoke the traditional style. But for me, like, for me, it just wasn't doing it most of the time. Um so, and I, I feel like, I feel like even they can probably see where there's room for improvement, even if it doesn't get to be the way I want it to be. I think in general, the next game will have a better or a more streamlined combat system, like more, like quicker ways to trigger your ally abilities rather than going to like slow-mo in a menu. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like if you, they could just sort of streamline a bit and then that helps again with the length of the game and how just at times it just, at times it was just tedious early on until we got in, until we got into that 10 hour part just where the story then just kind of hooked you and you, and then the, and the boss battles got like better. Uh, and so it's like, yeah, so this is my little summary. If you've got, the time to get through those first 10 hours. This is for people who have never played a Final Fantasy. I include myself as someone who has never played not a single one properly. You need to get through that first bit, then you can enjoy the back end, and then you'll be ready for more. So what's your final rating then? My final rating would then be a find time. So if you can play it, if you do have those hours to spare, you will be rewarded because at the back from like particularly, even though they're really long chapters, getting to the Shinra building, meeting Red 13, having Hojo, uh, all of that, the whispers being explained. Once you get to the very end, it, it almost makes it all worthwhile but you still feel a little bit pissed off at the end. <laughs> I was legitimately quite mad when I finished and I've had to like calm down and reassess the story. What, what about the... it made you mad? 
it was a little bit it was a little bit big red button ish i felt um it's like they kind of had a choice when it came to the destiny stuff where it was like it was either going to be so yeah like beat destiny or or and but i was more interested in the or so if we didn't beat destiny what were the whispers going to do were they going was they almost made it seem like the timeline would be erased that they would cease to be the people they are and i was and so my brain i think was kind of like oh that's interesting and instead you beat destiny and it's like okay great what effect has that had and then as far as i could tell it was to have no effect it was basically like so all the work you've done if we don't beat destiny it will be undone so beat them but then that means that Shinra then isn't like, it just didn't. I think I was pissed off because nothing closed up. No storyline ended. And it's like, it's, it's, it's so open at the very end that it was a little bit dissatisfying. Not enough of a conclusion. Yeah. I'm like, why, why are we ending like this? We could have ended at mid, like in the final chapter, I feel like there are lots of points where it could have, wrapped up and it just kept going and going and going up until a point where yeah where nothing nothing had concluded and it's not a real cliffhanger it is simply well we kind of won and we've decided now that we're going to leave the city even though the city's not saved cause reasons but you don't know those reasons really so off we go and so I was a little, I was a little bit annoyed. It didn't, it didn't feel like a true ending. It didn't feel like the end of a season of Game of Thrones, where, like, maybe it needed an epilogue, maybe like a little brief chapter of an epilogue of you actually leaving Midgar. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just something like it didn't. It it was just like it was so many loose ends that it was a bit dissatisfying. That I was like, have I actually done anything? Or have I just played a game for 30 hours that now the game is demanding that I buy the next one and play for another 30 hours? Like, it's so incomplete. I walk away. I walk away needing the next part of the story. And that's frustrating. <laughs> that's annoying. Yeah. I like, feel you. It, it, it is annoying. It's like, I think as a... F- but this is the problem that it's again it's like it's not made for me they are not making this for someone who wants to like try final fantasy they're going get ready for two or three games that equal final fantasy 7 remake and it's like and i wasn't ready for that i wanted something a bit more concrete and then go oh maybe i'll pick up the next one but yeah i think i see where it's going i don't know where it's going and I, so I feel like a little bit, I feel a little bit gypped, but at the same time, they'd be sitting there going, but no, we told everyone that, that this is, this is episode one. Part one. Yeah. It's not, it's like, it's not even season one. It's episode one. If you stopped <laughs> watching a show at episode one, the writers would be like, what are you doing? Of course you don't understand the story. You left episode one. Well, actually. Yeah, it's if- not a good pilot. <laughs> It's just called Final Fantasy VII Remake. Does that mean they're going to, like, 
release a part two? Are they adding to this game? Do I like we don't know their plans? It's just I agree, there's a lot left unsaid and un Sorry. I'm very rambling. Provided. It's just I'm it's I'm so mixed my emotions from this game because I sunk so many hours in. And I just and I don't know how I feel. I don't know if I'm satisfied or dissatisfied. I don't know if I enjoyed the combat or didn't enjoy it. I was discussing that with another mate today, and he was going, "It sounds like you didn't really like it." I'm like, "Ah, but it was it was good." It just I, I, this game has left me so in the middle on so many things. It's very bizarre. I don't like how I feel. <laughs> if you're having trouble it, trying to think about like if it was worth your time, think about it like this: you invested thirty hours into. Are like I don't know how many many ninety plus hours of story that you're gonna love at the end. It's just that right now you've had to invest a lot for only at most like a quarter of the story. You're trying to beat him with psychology. You're <laughs> trying to get that sunk cost fallacy in his head. <laughs> I want to know what your rating is, Adrian, because that's we've got the complete newcomer. I want to see for you. Is this uh, is it good? Okay. Is it bad? It's. I think it's great. I think this is game of the year contender with Cyberpunk yet to be played, but I'll be super excited to play Cyberpunk. Um, for our ratings, I think this is okay. It's a fine time, and it's this is why the Final Fantasy VII is one of those games that's permeated the culture of gaming to the point of like people not having played it know like more than the main characters and they know they know big events about the game they know big twists and big story elements uh i think it's one of those games you've got to have in your top 10 like games to play before i die in the same way like super metroid is so i'm i want to i say a fine time to grind that said you can like you can wait because you are we're waiting for two or three more or however many more episodes parts so there's no rush to play it and i think this is the best way to do it the remake over the original maybe if you like jrpgs play the original uh but i think seven remake is is the way to play it modern it's more accessible to more people and it's more in depth and just generally offers more than the original so I'm a fine time to grind. I would say, like, if it wasn't such a massive game, it'd be a make time. But because it's such an important part of gaming knowledge and gaming history, it's a, it's a find. And it's so narrative-focused that you have to, like, it has to have your attention, you know? Um, like, yeah, you can multitask when you're going up 58 flights of stairs, but when you're watching the cutscene, you got to watch the cutscene or you'll be gone. Um, and so I give this three ratings. Oh, I, so I'm going to say if you, if you're gone, if you are a busy gamer and you're going to go normal, just find that time. But I would say, oops, sorry. I would say if you're playing on classic and you have no qualms with that, I reckon it's a make time to grind if you like if you already know about the story if you like if you like it if it's interesting because it was interesting to me and I'm like I'll watch it 
I so I will make that time to grind through the story because all it is is me watching it, but I'll make that time. It'll be the show that I watch. You know, some people watch a show. Make it your show that you watch. You Like, there are some points you literally, you can go through the corridor like you like michael said this corridor's everywhere but once you get to the end of the corridor you put the controller down and you watch because i i'm not so much intrigued but i'm at the point i'm now i'm attached to the characters and my third rating and i think adrian you have x-ray goggles or i have a very bad poker face um i'm gonna rate another game uh i'm going to rate final fantasy 7 on the switch which I have completed. Uh, I'm giving that the Busy Boy Award because I finished Remake. It was so good. I cared so much about the characters. I played Final Fantasy VII. It has three times speed. It has, if you want to give up and just cheat, you can. You can get through the story and you can care about the characters and... It's the world and the characters are so good. Uh, my favorite is Yuffie. I didn't Google Cats, Kate Sith. I found out because I played Final Fantasy VII, which I don't know if I have the power myself to give it the Busy Game Award, but I give Final Fantasy VII on the Switch Busy Boy certified. <laughs> 30 hours to beat Midgar section in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Three in switch version it's incredible oh you yeah. get through it yeah it's, the, the switch uh, version is great especially with like the the cheats definitely like a a uh a busy boy a war like game then but i would say if you had to choose if i had to choose between deleting this from my mind and then re-experiencing it either way i would choose final fantasy 7 remake over the original with hacks i i just wanted to say that that was my story, and I finished the original. Um, and so y- there was a point where, Adrian, you looked at me and you said something about uh, a, like a character, and I was like, hmm, what? Who are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know that because I haven't played. And <laughs> I, was, I was like, he's got me. He knows. Uh, yeah, I, I, my, you were talking to my partner about it, she told me. Oh, I told her not to tell you until the episode. Can I leave a final note for people who are like me? So if you've listened to the entire thing and you've eaten up all of the spoilers, uh, but you are like me and that you you don't know much about Final Fantasy VII, you haven't played it, uh, go into this game and do not go in believing that it is a masterpiece. Uh, in the lead up, I saw a lot of reviewers think that this was like, yeah, that this was a 10 out of 10 game. And I feel like there's a lot of bias around it. Like, it's a good game. It may even be like a great game to people who enjoy it more than I do, like the actual gameplay. But to me, it's just like, it's just good. But I think I was tainted by people talking it up too much. I was overhyped, yeah. I think, for this. It's not it's not a masterpiece. Not by itself. Maybe once it's completely done, I'll be able to look back on the whole series and see the whole story and go, Yep, what an amazing what an amazing piece of gaming history that is. But if 
But I think that's part of the thing. At the end of this one, if you're like me, put away the idea that this is perfect. Because from my seat, it's not perfect. It like, But that, I'm not knocking it, saying it's not perfect. I'm just saying it got overhyped because it's so well loved. I can understand why people are so excited and people like Adrian can can gain so much more from it. But if you were a blank slate like I am, you have to put that away as an as a more unbiased player. It's a good it's a good game. It's possibly a great game if it's your thing. But it's not a masterpiece. Specifically, characters are perfect, everything else Eh, it took this game not being perfect for me to finally go and play Final Fantasy VII, the original. So, very mixed, but I like. I think we're still very positive. Like we're saying, it's a good game, but not so much for a busy gamer. I think it's, I personally think it's near Masterpiece. It's not uh, Ocarina of Time or Super Metroid levels of Masterpiece because it does still have so much left open. But it's it's at minimum, I reckon, a nine out of ten. Yeah, like and I don't expect a ten out of the game to be perfect. It feels but... like it's made for you. It doesn't feel like it's made it, for it, me. So I get to in, I'm enjoying it in a different way. From this one hour and a half discussion, <laughs> I've I've and this is exactly what I wanted and why I wanted you to finish it and, and really absorb it. It's it is more for someone like me than it is a new gamer or sorry, new to the series. And, and I'm glad that I could glean that from you too. Uh, thank you, everyone, for sitting through that long discussion. <laughs> if you're still here at the end, uh, <laughs> message us and say, um, Zach Fair. That's And then we'll know that you've sat through the whole thing. That's our code word. That's our code word. Uh, you don't we're, get we're doing better. <laughs> we're but, doing so much better than other podcasts, so it's okay. <laughs> I mean, I could keep talking. I know it's a really interesting discussion, especially having your guys out of uh see it's not roasting the glasses because it's not like i played the original i just really love the story more than anything um but look let's let's stop before we <laughs> delve more into it because we could keep going Easily. we'll just enjoy uh, these debates off air yeah my name's been adrian my name's been matt by on the switch and i've been michael that's my full name. I changed it by depot. Just buy it on the Switch. Anything. Anything is better on the Switch. Would this have been better on the Switch? Maybe. Not ma- this. Maybe. <laughs> Not this. Maybe because then I could play it more places in bed, get through yeah, it that, quicker. Can you can you upgrade and downgrade a game, game based on like platform? That's the question. Uh, like, is this game you'd better? Have to squint. Because you can play it on the Switch? Well, the game is the game. The platform's irrelevant. If I gotta squint all the cutscenes. If I watch Shawshank Redemption on a ATM, does that make Shawshank Redemption worse? No. <laughs> I, I think it does. But it's like if it you makes... have to sit there while people are behind you waiting in line, I feel like that takes mood, away from the mood. But it changes your that's enjoyment. Not... You might go, hmm, I'm not enjoying Shawshank as much because I'm watching it on an ATM. Well, enjoyment's different and... too. Yeah, I guess. Okay, if you, would you have enjoyed it more? Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Too. It doesn't make it better or worse, but would I have gotten to enjoy it more because I could play it in more places anyway? Much like the remake is for people who played the game, this is the podcast for the busy gamers. So other people can get something out of it. 
but it's for the busy gamers. And so if you're a busy gamer, you gotta get it on the Switch. Alright, I'm. Um, it's way past dinner time. I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>